0: On down there. See, see. Hello and welcome to episode 612 of WTF and TFW. I'm, I'm Chris Vangelis on the internet uh, and I'm hosting this. I'm joined by Aaron, uh, who is not a photographer. Aaron simply no. knows a photographer. Yes. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, welcome.
1: Yes, thank you. And it's, uh, we're all... oh. it's, it's fun to it's fun to watch worlds like that understand that it's something significant and have no idea what it
0: is. Oh, it's, you should see me talking about board games with people right now. The yeah, few I, times I, I get the chance. <laughs> um, also joining us today is TJ. Hello, TJ. Hello. Uh, well, welcome to this a podcast. Um, and uh, thank sorry, you for
2: I, having me. Uh, insert host name here
0: you're welcome uh tj omega uh tj um i uh i have i want to give a quick shout out because you've done one million videos on youtube uh in the last 30 days <laughs> it's and, what it feels uh, like yes <laughs> and uh, <laughs> i think that's pretty cool I, i'm also i haven't watched it yet but i got the intel because i'm uh, i should say for full discrepancy uh it is a discrepancy and disclosure. I'm, uh, I'm not at my usual location. This recording, uh, I'm, I'm elsewhere. I've been, I've been a little bit, um, elsewhere, but, uh, I saw you, you cracked a transformers TCG box open. Yeah. Yeah, I did. You were, you were uh, looking for Blitzwing. I was, I was, uh, I wish I, I wish I could have told, told you beforehand that that can be tricky. Uh, I I knew it was a secret rare going in. Yeah. Uh, It's it's anecdotal, but in in Wave 2, Blitzwing seemed less common to pull from people who actually reported pulls. So uh, that doesn't mean he's less common to pull, but it means that, anecdotally, it seemed like people didn't pull him as much. Um, Ah. Yeah,
1: because that was... That was one that was on the, I, I would assume that the folding cards, the the triple-sided cards, had a different sheet than the regular cards, and
0: collation's always a pain. And there were only two of them in that wave, and they were both super rares. Uh, yeah, but and...
2: I, th- I don't think Springer goes
0: for as much as Blitzwing does, though springer is the springer is affected by the part where he is a unfortunately even at the time a bad card or at least a card that was not so much bad but it was no fun to play as him for the most part blitzwing had a a straightforward role that he could fulfill um and uh springer was a bit of a a limp dud uh at the time um I think that there's more you can do with a triple changer now than back in wave two, especially with some of the fan sets. But uh, on the bright side, I do think that means if you do really want to find a Blitzwing, you probably could still track one down because wave two is one of the less expensive booster boxes that are still floating around to plenty. So there should be lots of Blitzwings in the ether somewhere as time goes on. I mean, I didn't do it as like a hey, like I'm seriously chasing this.
2: It was like 35 bucks for the box on Big Bad for Black Friday, <laughs> as so as I thought why not? Yeah. If I pull still... one, if I pull a Blitzwing, I have a Blitzwing card and I'm up 10 bucks at the same time. Yeah, That's it looks what, like uh,
1: Blitzwing goes for about 40 right now. So mm-hmm.
2: yeah, um,
0: and I it bet... looks
1: like it. Its price just also dropped significantly well Well, big big bad putting
0: that box up for 35 bucks probably over time will make blitz wings worth less and less and less so yeah uh if you ever get that itch uh you should great i was gonna say tj if you ever want someone to help you make a blitz wing deck i got ideas uh they got that, that guy can flip a lot there's some fun stuff you can do with that uh but I'm getting off I'm getting off kilter. I've had Transformers TCG on my mind a lot specifically today. I've been trying to do design work on something and uh it's been interesting. But uh we're gonna kick off with some Transformers acquisitions Inquisitions. Um because uh hey, it's it's the thirtieth of December. I'm sure that we've gotten an Transformer at some point in the last little while. Uh I I'm coming off of TFCon Toronto twenty twenty one, which I'll I'll also throw in some thoughts about here and there as we go. But um to kick things off, Aaron, I'm curious if you have any uh, Transformers acquisitions of late that are sitting on your mind. I
1: I do. I have 3 on my desk actually, not on my mind.
0: Oh, jeez. You should put one on your mind so you can think about it, you know, Johnny okay. Carson style osmosis. Okay. Uh I I,
1: I got myself a, a Big Cat.
0: Oh, Transformers Autobot Big Cat. That's one of my favorites.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh Tigatron. um amazingly is a lot of Cheetor and
0: also not. That, that's the story now, isn't it? Like Commander mm-hmm. Rodimus, same thing. Like you think mm-hmm. you think, oh, this could be this again, but bigger. And it's like yeah. it is, but also. Huh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um Yeah, I was I was actually pretty surprised at how I it, it's after messing with Tigatron, I almost feel like this was the size that it was that Cheetor was supposed to be. Because some of the stuff that just feels like it's a little bit too thin, or a little bit, like, uh, and
0: Cheetor works just perfectly well with Tigatron. Well, if, if you were ever curious what a Tigatron might feel like at Cheetor size, I believe we just had a leak of Night Prowler, who is Tigatron, but Cheetor. So, we'll be able to fill in all those gaps over time. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean, he, he all of his transformation feels better. There's no like little peg of doom to worry about, <laughs> oh, right, uh, whatsoever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know the little things in the world. The head sculpt is, I feel like it's one of the best representations of like what the Beast Wars head sculpt should be. Mm-hmm. Like, some of the others have felt slightly off. Um, my big, my like, the the biggest visual issue that I have with them isn't. Like, isn't even necessarily, like, the weird, like, feet tips that stick out of the back of the, the, the hind legs. But the, that panel that's, like, over the top of the back is in, like, a a dingy white versus almost all the rest of them is a much, like, brighter, crisper white. Hmm. And I don't... And it's not like it's it's... It's painted because the underside of the panel is the same color as all the other whites on it. Um, It's just like they decided that piece gets this kind of like yellowish wash. And I guess the the outside of his back legs and lower front legs have that too. But at least those are like kind of a different area. And so they don't Mm. maybe stand out quite so much. But that one just sits in the middle of the back right next to... Like, bright white panel, bright white panel, bright white panel, and it just is a little bit awkward.
0: Makes so. you wonder if that was one of those kind of uh, factory miscommunications of, like, here's a paint idea we want to do, and then they went through with it yeah. in one spot, but didn't quite catch the memo in time of, like, oh, we're pulling that one back, and they're like, oh, no, but we can still do it here. And yeah, because, <laughs> I mean, he's got
1: that, like, he's got a little bit of it on, the, like, the the rough of his cheeks on, like, his, not his nose whiskers, but, the like, the cheeks where it comes out some and like that paint color is other places. And I think like if that mm. had followed up the back, it probably would have been gorgeous. Yeah. But as it stands, otherwise it's just like, did he just like fall dead ass in some like muddy snow and
0: then just got up and like, that was it. <laughs> That's what we're calling it. Muddy snow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That'll happen sometimes to cats and they just, they try to, they try to walk it off. So I, you know, you mm-hmm. can just make it part of part of the character's history. I'm glad to hear how I've been hearing pretty much nothing but um adulation for that Tigatron. I've still not seen one in person, but i'm uh at some point owed an orange one hopefully um yeah but uh, I'd like to find the proper show colors one too i
1: I found one and like eight at the same time. It was the the target in town just before Christmas. And apparently, it was just like we f- we finally got some toys. Throw them on the shelves. <laughs> and it wasn't a case where I showed up to find like case remnants of rhinoxes there. I was like, oh, Tigatron, oh, Tigatron, oh, tight, ty- wow, tight. Ty- there's some more Tigatron. Okay, there's a couple more Tigatron. All right, and it's it's on. It's down here on the uh, overflow area too. All right, cool. Woo! <laughs> apparently, they all just finally coughed through whatever bottleneck was going on as the store just kept saying send
0: more. Send more boxes. And... <laughs> have more Tigatrons, nerds! <laughs>
1: but I, I, I wish the gut gun had a better integration than just, I don't know, put it in the empty peg on his chest as a
0: cat. But, eh. what you going gonna do. I'll, um, this is a weird way I'm gonna segue off that. I, f- I found multiples of a Transformer I don't have uh, either, actually, while I've uh, been uh, out visiting my mom here. Uh, I found two copies of Kingdom Tracks, and I didn't buy him because he wasn't on sale. And y'all told me about him, and yeah. I decided I'm going to wait. I would still like to own him sometime, but not for retail price. <laughs> so I walked away from him. Yeah, maybe <laughs> you made the right decision.
1: Maybe on a on a very strong sale.
0: Yeah, on Maybe. like a on a bogo, I think I'd just do it because why not, you know? But uh, yeah, for um, you know, for ten percent off because it was at, a, at an EB GameStop. Still, I was like, no, there's this is just gonna this is gonna just make me annoyed, you know? There's like a ten percent chance I get the I get the roll to twenty on the D twenty one that works really well because I know those exist, mm-hmm. but uh, I'd rather roll that on one that's also half price and then feel even cooler uh, when it yeah. turns out. Um he looked really nice in the package though is what I'll say he really does look nice in robot mode when you can see his upper chest and his head um makes you think like I found something really cool and it's kind of funny that like all the problems are actually like down from the waist down in the legs from what i recall mm-hmm. so uh yeah that was a that was almost a what I got and then i uh, I backed off um and then you
1: came to your senses,
0: thanks to you too. Uh, and many others, obviously, but you two especially, like, you know, two completely <laughs> different censuses both kind of going, like, this sucks. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I got some I got some stuff at TFCon, which I'll, I'll roll into uh, in a sec. But first, uh, TJ, I wanted to bop over to you about, uh see, one Transformers thing you've gotten of late you'd like to talk about.
2: And I can echo some sentiments on Tigatron.
0: Oh, dang, everyone's Tigatron, mm-hmm. everyone's got their Blue Man Kuma uh, representation going on. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: yeah, uh, fantastic figure. Like I am, I'm thoroughly happy with Tigatron uh, I I don't I don't get the same impression that it was like the size Cheetor was supposed to be more or less like they have the budget to actually do it the way it was supposed to be done in the first place. Um, I do like all the extra changes. I like the double the the, the uh, double hinged elbows. Yeah, mm. that's what I, those are the words I'm trying to say. And that uh, caught
1: me off guard because I didn't realize how you had to like shift them to get the everything to line up. Yeah, yeah. At first. It's a
2: very specific angle those have to be at.
0: Hmm.
2: But it, it it works. Uh the transformation feels a lot more solid. I do like the changes, so it does not feel like the same figure. Uh he actually has a, a weapon.
0: That's a nice change mm-hmm. from Cheetor. Yeah. Boy, like I like Shadow Panther a lot. I actually like Cheetor, but um, across across multiple versions that tail weapon is just sucks it just yeah. doesn't look cool like, I love the
2: shot I love the first shot we saw of the the night uh, the, the night prowler it's on the way and they mm-hmm. just like had the 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 weapon was literally blocking right in front of the face so we...
0: <laughs> like there's there is one there are two poses you can do with that weapon that I like but that's it so, like, uh, with with there being Cheetor and, and Shadow Panther, I can do... They each can pull one of those poses, and I'm set. But I kind of think the idea of Night Prowler's cool. I don't know what pose to do with Night Prowler and that weapon, because that weapon sucks. So I'll <laughs> leave it on as a tail. Ignore that it comes off. Well, that's the bummer, right? Is it too long to leave on as a tail? Because <laughs> it's longer than the legs. I tried to do that on Cheetor at first. Uh, I mean, you yeah, you can, you can so... have them hunch over. And it's fun. Yeah, so so, so <laughs>
2: Night Night, night, night is going to have back problems. Uh, yeah, it's really so he he waited a long time for a release. You know,
0: carrying this toy line on my back, Oh it's so hard. Uh, uh, I I might
2: miss it because I'm doing more than one thing at the time here. Uh, Aaron, how are the eyes on your tiger? Um,
1: I can double check here, but I didn't think they were really an issue. Yeah, uh, uh, he's looking up just a little bit. But, but he's are not, they like,
2: goofy-eyed? Yeah. Okay. So they're even.
1: Yeah. I uh, <laughs> let me let me go get out out these macro lens and look. Okay. But, if it yeah, takes a macro like lens, he's... it's fine. They they okay. they they look like he's looking like straightforward like
2: like across his brows. Because because I I've seen a I've seen a, uh, a a like I've been on a shelf with like four or five of those Tigatrons, and every single one of them was derped. Just one eye up, one eye down. No, there were a Twitter. That's There's apparently a, common.
0: Angry yeah. Forward like I'm about ready to eat you. You won the Tigatron raffle then. You got the good one. Yay. <laughs> uh TJ, yeah, then, how 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 are the eyes on yours? Uh a little, little
2: weird, but like if you look at it from an angle, you're never going to notice.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have actually I have I, thing, I've seen some ones where it's I've seen
2: I've seen I've seen a few where it's like that that the Tigatron just got kicked in the balls. that's what this looks like <laughs> uh, so keep an eye literally keep an eye out uh make sure that you get a good look at the the eyeballs in the in the beast mode cause it I've seen some distracting ones. Let's put it that way
0: at, le- at least that's front and center on the chest where the window is, right like, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, and Voyager is not losing its window anytime soon, so if a repack happens, we're all good. oh wait, golden disc collection, oh no. Oh, well, we'll see how the orange one turns out. Uh, actually, I, I I can segue right into something about eyeballs off of this. Uh, that, that's that's a little bit quick because I don't think I I'm talked about s- this somehow
2: <laughs> with you. That's not shocking.
0: Yeah, I, I, it's, it's mutilation. No, uh, I got my Jurassic Park two pack, um, and uh, I I don't know if there's something odd. So my my. Um, uh, tyrannicus, uh, tyrannicon Rex, uh, in T-Rex mode, the eyeballs, they've got pupils and they're, they're, they're matched. They're not uneven, but they're, they're really high up on the eyeball. Tyrannicon Rex looks like she is in a state of ecstasy, basically. Um, which works for me as a, for a tyrannosaurus Rex. Cause like, yo, if I was a T-Rex, I would just be like, eyes rolled a bit up. Like, uh, like the guy from Each the Killers manga, and just like, yeah, I really everything's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm apex predator. But uh, yeah, it, it stuck out to me a bit, um, and I'm not sure how common that is. But uh, on mine, they're they're up just enough for me to go like, eh, there's something, something wrong here. Uh, but uh, yeah, TJ, I, I I can also say I echo your sentiments. Uh, Tyrannicon Rex's paint job is friggin' gorgeous. Uh, like that, that is that is the money right there um in fact, it's the money because i think j p ninety three kind of sucks <laughs> No, he's not doesn't suck but j p ninety three is shockingly middling um once you get past the paint job uh does not match up to gigawatt whatsoever let alone ectotron like, like, ectotrons of voyagers you know to be fair, but gigawatt mm. i think is a real direct comparison gigawatt wipes the floor with j p ninety three j p ninety three is like okay uh but the lack of a waist swivel really hurts on jp93 and um also his head is kind of small <laughs> uh now that like when i looked at him in person i was like his head is small and his legs are really long and he not like a super robot way so much as a tall mario kind of way uh and uh but otherwise like the transformation's fine i like the vehicle mode a lot it's just that for something that is pretty dang expensive, JP ninety three does not carry his end of the package nearly as well as Tyrannicon carries her end of the package, um, and uh, especially in in Canada where that thing ends up after taxes being like one seventy five, it hurts that JP ninety three is not you know a gigawatt tier. Yeah,
2: yeah, I, I feel like JP ninety three carries his budget in the vehicle modes paint
0: job, and that's about it. Yeah, and then even then, if I if I want to get persnickety, like the you know the word jurassic does not and park they they don't line up really nicely across both sides of that vehicle mode like there's a bit of misalignment where the door is on mine uh like if if i'm gonna get picky um the, the the one thing i do like is that i appreciate that you know there's a painted roof that is integrated into the feet that he kind of has he doesn't really have feet he just has the bottoms of his legs if i'm being honest uh but they they don't have the painted side in in any position where it can really easily get scratched up. I don't think. Uh, so that that was a nice like kind of careful uh, thoughtful piece.
1: The only thing I'm thinking about for that price is do you happen to still have the box around to look at something.
0: Uh, it, in a it's it's a a fair distance away from me is the way I can <laughs> I can put okay. it. Okay. Well, because I was going to uh, say
1: because I I know that it's like the all the stuff says you know that that's a licensed Ford Explorer. I was going to see does yeah. it like. Have the like whenever it's a GM thing where it has the like GM foil sticker on it saying that it's a General Motors officially licensed product. Is it rocking one of those for Ford? And maybe that's like $15 of the price is the holographic treatment on that sticker on the box you're going to throw <laughs> away.
0: I don't recall there being a sticker. I know the logo's there, but I don't recall there being a hollow sticker. Uh, I mean I mean there is a cardboard um different vehicle that's that's flipped over in the packaging um
1: Oh that's probably where it is actually. That's where all the, yeah, that's where all the cash yeah. is. Like. Oh yeah. yeah. I yeah.
0: can't get rid of that box in part because it was expensive and, and it was thus I look at the box and I'm like this was part of the cost. Like, to yeah. be honest, I could see when the I box... never
1: resell it this box will be important.
0: Well I I could see that box actually being part of the cost in that it is astonishingly long. Uh, Mm -hmm. and given how, you know, shipping dimensions can matter, I could see that affecting the price to some degree, but maybe not. There's a a lot of
1: air in that box to ship around too. So, yeah,
0: Uh, I mean, I mean, I could also,
2: now I think it's just the, the fact that it's that scene. Like I went to target and they have like a normal Jurassic park set. That's just the T-Rex and the Jeep. Mm -hmm. And I I literally thought they were selling this Mm -hmm. set. I've done, I've done that too. But it's the same way; they're trying to recreate that scene, so it's just
0: like a super wide, super hollow box. It, it is, it is um, bankable. Like at TFCon, I saw a little stack of of the uh, Jurassic Park sets, and it's striking. Like when you see it, um, and and I'll also say, like, because I don't know logistics that well, I could also completely see that, like, yes, the packaging's upping the cost, but probably not nearly as much as the the car license and maybe the Jurassic Park. Like the Jurassic Park license also could be adding something. Like I don't oh, yeah. really know. Um, and, and I, I will say if you really look at it, Tyrannicon Rex, the paint job on her beast mode is, is monetary value. It's gorgeous. Uh, so there is stuff in there. It's just the JP 93, um, on a transformer set, it's, it's, it's not like really fair to put it this way, but like JP 93 being a vehicle almost carries more weight inherently. Uh, and, just doesn't really handle it like the the if there was a waist swivel i think that would really help if there were wrist swivels with the gun that he has it would have been amazing but it's all these little limitations uh still the transformation's good like i, I like how solid it is for how simple it is so um i got i got nice things to say about him it's just the price makes everything really hard to stomach <laughs> uh, cuz it is super expensive it's it's kind of like how uh, in canada Draculus is leader price point I'd feel the same way if I had bought Dracula's in Canada, uh, which I have not, because uh, I can't do seventy two dollars for mind wipe with a cape, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's one of my acquisitions. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna actually go in reverse now, cycle back to TJ. Uh, what about something else that you've got since yours was kind of just bumping off errands?
2: So because I needed to complete Team hot rod, I grabbed the new warrior class cyberverse dead end. I want
0: to find it. I haven't seen it anywhere.
2: Uh. <laughs> I had to go online. I haven't seen it either. Is uh not not to like just jump right to the lead, but like is he any good? <laughs> uh, for a warrior class, I'd say yes. Okay, okay, that's that's what okay, I want to so, hear. So, so, so has a funny thing, where someone actually told me, like, I someone in my Discord got it, and I asked, like, how did it turn out? Because I'm actually like interested in that figure, and they went. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the, uh, the, the Prid Viacon Like, oh, that, that's high praise.
0: That's really and, nice to hear. Holy moly. Whoa whoa, whoa,
2: whoa, whoa, what he meant, what he meant by that was, uh, that's how his transformation works. Yeah. Where the, the legs take up the bulk of the vehicle mode. Now in robot mode, he's very, very clean. The only bit he has as a backpack is show accurate. You know, it's that same little thing he's got over his shoulders. Mm-hmm. that the animation model has. He ends up a little thin in the arms, but that's about it. Like that vehicle mode is like 90% of that vehicle mode is in the legs. Like they fold out a little bit. You tuck the robot into them. And then the backpack forms like the front half of the, the, the like the front of the like bumper and front half of the hood. I, I have a photo on my Twitter where you can take that backpack off Stick it there, and the car is one hundred percent complete. And the rest of Dead End is just riding like he's sitting in the trunk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Is but it does it come out? To, does it does it feel solid enough? Like does, is it generally a, a pleasant hand experience? Um, it's it's all right for Cyberverse. You know, yeah,
2: anytime like I, I yeah throw that caveat in anytime it's Cyberverse. Like for Cyberverse, yeah. yes, he feels fine. It's the same well, I mean... basic. <laughs> eight points articulation the gimmick doesn't
0: really get in the way that's like that's like you and i both had the exact same reaction to someone having it was this kind of like half hushed like so is it is it is it any good <laughs> like yeah. that's the cyberverse story right <laughs> with characters that we love is like, uh, uh-huh. the, the toy came out oh is it rem- remotely fun <laughs> yeah cuz the whole
2: toy lines a dice roll you either yeah, get I mean... one where you either get one where the gimmick takes up half the figure and they can't move anything below the waist, or you get something that is, like, shockingly nice. You know, your uh, your hammer bites and all that.
0: Yeah, or, you know, or conversely, your Wild Wheels, right? Where it's like, it's okay. It's missing stuff, like feet, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, well, what are what's your other options for Wild Wheel? None. Oh, okay, well... <laughs> At least the hack comes off. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's really good to hear, though, because uh, also that's that's from the swan song wave, probably for Cyberverse. So uh, I'm, I'm glad that at least one of the warrior classes is, uh, you know, going out in a high note.
2: Yeah. Can I can I just like vent a little bit of frustration that the best Dinobot in Cyberverse season four is getting no toy whatsoever? Well, which one? The, the only one left like a, swoop got a like a crash combiner style thing
0: and yeah. that's it there's, well yeah there's no s- warrior there's no deluxe i was going to say there's your swoop <laughs> no <laughs> listen in rid 2015 i really liked uh what's his name ramhorn or whatever beetle guy mm. uh, exact yeah. same story i have to live with he, he's he's bisks combiner pal <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it sucks. It's really a bummer. I, I, I mean I mean I had my
2: choices in R.I.D. fifteen. They never got toys at all. Like yeah. I wanted was filch.
0: Yeah, I, loved, who? Exactly. I loved the design and got nothing. With the robot mode we saw once in shadow from the back, if I recall correctly. <laughs> uh man, yeah, like like with Swoop, I was hoping Swoop would at least get a scout class where it's like the alt mode probably will be nothing, but at least the robot mode won't be like as um constrained looking i guess you could say as uh, as one of those uh, crash combiner folks can look
2: mm-hmm. um my only hope now is buzzworthy bumblebee just throws a new one in for no reason you know what hey you know <laughs> i mean with some of the buzzworthy stuff that's been revealed like that's completely on the table
0: yeah like it, it could happen um but yeah, I hear you. I'm, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping I can I can at some point track down some of this this final I guess green packaging cyberverse stuff because um, it would be it would be a pleasure to get a hold of some of these final entries. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, well then I'll uh, I'll bump over to Aaron. Um, what's uh, something else you got this week that's a transformer? If you got it.
1: Um I got uh a pair of deluxes, the um pipes and I always forget if he's slammer or or scamper, slammer. Slammer's the tank, slammer, right? Uh, right. D- <laughs> yes, now I had to now I had to. Yes, scamper
2: for it. scamper is the car, slammer's the tank. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yes, yes. Um because tanks don't do scampering well.
1: Uh, uh what
2: if they're
0: like
1: a crab tank?
2: It's more only skittering scampers. than scampering. I mean, are they scampering
0: um, or are they are they tr- are they um, what's the word I'm looking for? Trotting. Are they trotting? Trot- see, see, that's the pace so, that okay, you're going.
2: So, okay, so now that's the debate for the episode: is it trotting, skittering, or scampering?
0: I didn't think about skittering. Oh man, no, no. Uh, sk-
2: <laughs> so uh,
1: to go the other way, uh, pipes is really just huffer, but he's got an extra pivot, so his his cab can turn around.
0: That's a cool pivot, though. It was sort yeah. of a pleasant surprise.
1: Yeah, it, it works well. It's My biggest issue is finding the angle that I want the back of the cab to sit. Like, do I want it to sit more upright so you can see the Autobot logo more, but then he's just got a weird, thick, awkward backpack, or do I tuck it in a little bit more to give him a cleaner body line, but then, like, the Autobot symbols on a forty-five, looking at the sky?
0: Yeah. Uh, I was going to say... Um... That,
1: that and I kind of prefer the like dump truck bedside accessories that that uh Huffer came with. Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah,
0: Pipes's Pipes is just more. I mean, yeah, you get the um, what was it they said in the, that zoom call? You get pi- like, Pipes has enough pipes you can mount on them to become like Kingdom Pipes, the king of the pipes, yeah, uh, because you got so many pipes. Uh, I was gonna say that between Pipes Huffer, uh, Puffer and uh, and Road Ranger. That the the one nice thing about that variable backpack formation is you've got four different characters. So you can you know set it up in four different yeah. ways. Uh,
1: if I was buying that two pack, I'm sure that'd be a selling point. You, um,
0: should, uh, you should get that two pack. It's pretty. Good. <laughs> uh, uh,
1: uh,
0: I think you have to love that mold to get that two pack. Is, is yeah. I say. Um, but uh, yeah, not 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 to keep dragging out pipes.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. Well, the reason why I got pipes in- instead of only. Slammer was for whatever reason they were in target system at 13 bucks.
0: I would buy pipes for 13 bucks,
1: so I thought, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and grab the other
0: one. You know what? I think I'd even buy tracks for 13 bucks. It was
1: basically a buy one, get one. Yeah, you know, if tracks had been there at that point, price point, I wouldn't have felt bad about buying it. Would have felt good, but I wouldn't have felt bad.
0: I would have tricked myself into saying, like, no, I have to because it's a bogo, and it's like it's not. I'd be like, what if it was? <laughs> and I need it for the completion's sake,
1: but uh so really the one I I, I want to talk about uh is Slammer. Yeah. And um he is very much one of those one of the like weaponizer style dudes mm-hmm. um that yeah, it, it's not bad for sure. I like some of the tricks that he does, but I've got an issue where, like, a couple of his, like, 5mm pegs are, like, 4.8mm.
0: No! That's, that's friggin', um, that's, that's going back to, uh, like, siege weaponizer problems.
1: Yeah, like his, it's specific, the, the one that's the worst is his, um, like, pelvis into abdominal connection. Yeah. Is, is, like... At, you know, 4.85, where like, it'll stay there, but it, it, it like, will twist extremely easily and pulls apart pretty easily. Um, oh, that's a shame. Yeah, and, I... and like, one of his arms has a whole lot more play in the bicep than the other one does. Um, but he's, like... That's, that's a QA thing, so I'll take that. I've said the QA thing, I'll put it to the side, because that's <laughs> purely QA. I'm sure, you know, it's a... It's a floor polish fix away, right, yeah, for the rest of them I like I really do like his his like it it's not even necessarily like he's tank, it's more like he's mobile artillery where he doesn't have a turret that spins because his his arms come apart and you kind of hold them together, and then he has just like an adapter plate that goes from two pegs close to each other or two. Uh, it's two sockets close to each other. Then the other side is the peg, and that's how you mount the 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 cannon for his tank mode. And it's very much like a a bunkered like low on the tank body turret um, type of layout, which is pretty close to like what the original Metroplex um, Slammer was. Well the original Metroplex Slammer was just a turret and a body thing and you can yeah, say like them a different way. But like it, it's, very... it's that
0: same it's that same like profile. Yeah, it's a it's a very abstract shape that it's trying to get across, which kind of yeah. makes the job a lot easier than than something more detailed, because like you just need yeah. to you need to kinda look like this slope on some yeah. treads. Yeah. Um And then it's just a, a a few other
1: like neat things that he does along the way uh with just his, his layout uh mm-hmm. and some some of the like weaponizer things like the side of his legs are also have like the missile pod look to it so when you do the inevitable you take the hips you plug the hips into the hole in the middle of the back that every toy has got to have now yeah. and then you you have his legs doing like a weird like kung fu stance above his, the the other dude's head he now has like two giant missile spam racks
0: sitting yeah. there. Well the, um, the the thing about Slammer that excites me the most as far as the weaponizer stuff is the intent that his treads can form chainsaws.
1: Yes. So so the the, the back part of his treads um with that like adapter piece I was talking about come yeah. together to make a very impressive like chainsaw. That's cool thing. Um so that's I, – I, I've played with him just a little bit of turning him into a weaponizer. Um, and Then the darndest thing is I was trying to find – there was an image that I know that I had seen at one point in time when he first started popping up where somebody had taken their, like, uh, Titan's Return – or not even Titan – what was Metroplex? Was Thrilling Metroplex 30. Titans Return, Thrilling 30. Taken yeah. their Thrilling 30 Metroplex. Along with a six gun and a slammer, and the and 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 made like that thing that yeah. was the G one look, and I've not been able to find that image since. I don't know if it was on Twitter or where it was that I saw oh, that. Yeah, I, that's super cool, and I want to do that. I haven't and seen I can't that specific. White see how like you know now how I'd necessarily take this and turn it into what kind of looked like that tower. And or even how to like mount it on the back of that thrilling thirty Metroplex.
0: I can find um, you a tower that,
1: image uh, that I can I can paste there, in. There are a couple of like screw holes back there, which yep. may just be the thing where you just gotta like. You gotta go for it because that's that's the size of it. But
0: that's the idea. They 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 have some pegs that are specifically sized to to mount into those screw holes. Um, so I, I pasted in TF Wiki. Thankfully, have got directly linked a photo from the zoom call where, okay. uh, where, uh, Mark Mar showed the stuff off because basically during the zoom call, people said, Hey, what's up with the tower mode? And Mark Mar was like, Oh no, we didn't get photography done of the tower mode. Hang on. Um, which also <laughs> sadly led to some leaks, but, uh, yeah, the, uh, the tower mode has an intended shape, um, that, uh, the, the photography is not, not only his, but also like, um, What's the word I'm looking for? It was it was photos that he and Hasuisan were like sending back and forth, getting the mode sorted okay. out. Okay. Um. So it has a spot on the to go on like in the photo you can see. But for folks listening, okay. the part of Metroplex Metroplex's upper shoulder that you fold open for the vehicle modes, um, there are some screws near the back where where uh, some pegs on Slammer will line up to form a little tower
1: okay. thing. I'm, tr- I'm trying to trying to figure out what the orientation is there. So that's like that. That's that, that, okay.
0: okay. I, like the, I like the phrase, that's like that, because that is totally what someone and myself uh, and many others have probably said while trying to sort out notes yeah. like well, this.
1: Well, that and, and the rough thing is, it's, you know, his transformation scheme consists of grab one part, shake until it comes all the way apart, and yeah. then flip flip the, the, the ankles out sideways and, you know, roll... The, a couple of these other pieces around a little bit so that they've shaped this way and then push them all together again. So was sitting there trying to figure out how to, how to set that up Yeah, because he's got like, he's got this, this big articulating part out of the middle of the chest, which is what he's shown there with his legs ripped off. And then his cannon put on the end of one of the leg, like the thigh stumps.
0: Yeah. But yeah, it's, um, I'm so, I still want to pick him up, but I have these, I have these weird mixed feelings about Slammer because he's like a weaponizer showing up in kind of the, the line that got that play pattern really solid with the fossilizers. Mm -hmm. And until we sort of figured out that Slammer had a pelvis from a modulator, uh, I was like, man, maybe Slammer's gonna be, like, bringing it back, closing the book on weaponizers using all the ways that fossilizers, you know, somehow crack the code. You know, no real specific way I could think of. I just kind of had a a sort of vague hope. And there are things done that I think fulfill that on on little bits, like the chainsaw gimmick, for instance. But between, you know, the, you know, that it is still feeling kind of just like a weaponizer and also hearing that it sounds like he's got some pegs that make me think of COG, from way back in Wave One of Siege. Uh not I'm quite up. coggy. Okay, okay. That's what I was assuming when you said that stuff. I was thinking of cog's thighs immediately. And I was no. like, no
1: <laughs> No. Like I said, like this is just this is something I would very easily chalk up to just being like a little bit of a of like I, I see this being more like manufacturing side because yeah it's like that and then the one arm that's extra loose at the bicep but the other arm isn't loose so if it was something that was like systemic i would assume that like symmetrically it would be an issue but this is something that i'm i am like pretty sure that that, that is it so mm-hmm. um yeah it's just it's just a few minor things like he ends up with like a not necessarily an ab crunch but an ab abduction like rolls like upper body rolls back at the abs yeah because of the joint that's used for tucking that away and then that same joint also like you can crack it out of place to then have like horrible like you could have him like sit with his like the back of his pelvis flat against the ground like Mm -hmm. it rolls all the way out and that's, like I said, that photo you sent is, is that is the joint that it connects into. So it, it's got a huge range in there, depending on how much you want to break the figure for, for transformation or posing reasons. Yeah. Um, but no, he's, he's really cool. He's got a, like a, feels kind of reminiscent of um, like Rook from Combiners. Oh, that makes me happy. I like Rook a lot. <laughs> Like, he's got a big square head, and, like, his shoulder, his, like, whole torso has a great flat, like, armor feel to it. Mm -hmm. I I could easily see this being a, well, we've got the mold already. Like, let's make one of the weird things. Let's do this up in, like, a police scheme, and maybe instead of a tank turret, he's got some, like, APC top. Because with the way that it lays out, if you just had, like, a different shape for the arms... And some different accessory on the end of it. It could very easily be like an APC. I'd think without any sort of like massive rework.
0: Yeah, I I think it would also be friggin' hype if Rook got a second toy to his yeah. name. Uh, like within the span of a decade. I don't know. That that would make me happy. That that and Alpha Bravo, like those those combiner characters that no one was happy about at first. That, that no <laughs> one wanted. Yeah, that, that I was way hype on. Uh, I would be really... I, I would love it to see those get a little comeback. Especially Alpha Bravo, but that's bordering into personal bias reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: well, I'm gonna, They just I'm need gonna... to make like a brand
0: new combiner that just has all the substitutes in it. They, they were so close to doing that, and I think the lack of a solid fiction to back it up anywhere probably made the effort not really uh, come to mind for folks who were working on that stuff. Like... Because almost every team has an outlier. You've got Alpha Bravo. You've got Rook. You've got Airplane, uh, blast off. Right, um, mm-hmm. that's three. You're super close. Uh, you got you got uh, Off Road. Um, so that's four. Mm-hmm. And then you've got like the Betatron version of Scattershot as a torso, and it's like there is a fiction that could have that could exist to give all those characters a, de- a defined identity and like, you know, or, or Cyclonus and Galvatronus to take those off, yeah. um, those, those you, like you, off limbs. You've got, limbs. you've got
1: it right there with Betatron. They're the B team.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There, there was a lot of potential. Um, and, and the characters were all there, but like, there was nothing beyond our own imaginations to bring them together. And it, it it's one of the sad cases where as much as I love our imaginations, it's like you have a story right here. Like, mm-hmm. even even put it in a pack-in comic or something. It's right here! Uh, that said, there have been good comics with good stories. One of them was, uh, was Lost Light, and that's how I'm going to transition over to talking about one of my uh, TFCon gets, which was something that I really wanted to pick up in light of another TFCon, uh, and that is Mastermind Creation's Mentis, who is uh, Rung, basically. Uh, this is a really nice figure uh, and surprisingly uh, you, you wouldn't think you would I, I, I didn't think I'd say this about this figure the transformation is really good to turn into the quote-unquote artifact mode um, like it's a really thoughtful transformation that is fun to do and it has storytelling in its flow like Rung is almost assuming like a whole like a you know arms out like revealing uh, you know a uh, a holy secret kind of uh, posture as the transformation takes place—it's it's really really cool, um, and uh, the figure is also like nicely posable, Feels generally quite good. Um, really, Comes with the big like four thousand heads. So so Rung has four different facial expressions. Each one gets its own head, and then they're all duplicated without eyeglasses on. So you get eight heads. Really, you're getting four. And then it's with or without glasses, and it's not face swaps, it is entire heads, which are multiple components, and the antenna is a soft piece of plastic. Uh which balloons his cost enormously. How um, many
1: hands in the background at foot? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, I assume like thirteen, fourteen, fourteen hands?
0: Something like I think it's thirteen hands, it's an odd number. Um they're oh, not all he, paired. Do, oh, does he
1: have like a hand specifically for holding the glasses then or something?
0: Yeah, and also some of the hands that look like pairs aren't. Um, is this the best way I can put it? Like, there's there's a there's a couple orphan hands left and right. Um, not not that's not a terrible thing in his case because you, you get pairs of the of the main ones that you'd want. Um, he has also got that little articulated arm that can attach to his flank, which you can plug the data pad onto. He comes with a little model spaceship, um, and he also comes with. And this isn't this is like a bonus accessory that's not listed. Uh, he comes with a pair of glasses that are not attached to his head. Uh, which are tiny, and they're in a bag with a ton of other things. It's really easy to lose them if you don't know that they're there. Um, so he's a really good toy, and if he was like 90, 90 to hundred bucks, a uh, bit expensive. Uh, but you know, that's that's assuming you'd be getting a couple multiple heads uh, options. But it's full heads rather than faces. The sheer amount of stuff he has with with duplicated heads, with or without glasses, makes him cost like a decent amount. Uh, and it, it's hard to, to, to process it.
1: <laughs> see, that seems like you. It, it's like, and I know it's not the case, but it seems a whole lot closer to, you've got more accessory plastic than you have toy plastic. Close
0: to it. Um, and
1: and that to me just doesn't like feel great. Like I've gotten a couple of like, what is it? Uh, Neandroids or Good Smile Company, whatever things yeah. where it's been Nendoroid. like, oh, Nendoroid. An where it has, like, I, I, I've i got a Mega Man somewhere, and it's like, oh, I could basically build another Mega Man, yeah. except for I don't have, <laughs> like, the back to him. Because mm-hmm. there, he, if I remember, it was like he had three or four different sets of whole arms for, like, blaster and hand-holding the blaster, except for it connects, and then a bunch of other stuff, and then, like, a dash thing, a single pellet shot, a double pellet shot, a triple pellet shot, a charge shot. A, it's like, like, it's cool, that I've got all this stuff and like 14 different facial expect- uh, 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 expressions that I don't I'm pretty sure his so, uh, like he popped off the front of the helmet and you put the face in Well what, what, what I'll say back in but it's still like at a certain point man I don't need I don't need to be able to animate something yeah stop so, motion and have every face and mouth I think I think if it. if
0: this figure had just come with the glasses heads I don't think anyone would have noticed really the lack of non-glasses faces. What I wish is that all these accessories existed along with a storage stand, but that the figure itself was the figure, the data pad, the arm, the ship, all the hands, um, the glasses normal head, and the glasses worried speaking head. And then everything else, including the backpack scooter, put that in an accessory pack, so that overall it's the same price, but that means people could just purchase a rung for yeah. like fifty bucks less. And I think that would have been such yeah, but a nobody
1: hit. nobody's gonna buy that accessory pack though. That's that's the rough thing. Well that's like, oh, what you Ma- do. you've made is you all make, of these things. You and... make the
0: accessory pack to order, pretty much. Like Mastermind yeah. have had that model exist before and I I think it would work out um to have that made to order because it it's just such a it's such a shame that, that Rung is frankly cost prohibitive whether or not he even um you know like was something that fulfilled everything you want for that price point on just a transformer rung is if rung was under a 100 bucks i think that people would be buying the crap out of him and that i think that accessory pack thing like they did that for their overlord um in and also for their assaultus uh in, in ways that worked out and uh i i think that all, a lot of these accessories are so niche that they match those accessory pack profiles. So I I wish that was the case because I have nothing but, but praise to say about this toy for the most part. Like my only problem with it as a figure is that uh, when you put the scooter backpack on him, it is actually kind of hard to keep him standing up unless you swivel the scooter wheel in a certain way because the weight distribution gets so odd and uh, he doesn't really have heel support. He just has long, you know, feet. Um, if he had like a fold-out extended heel, I think that would have also solved something uh, that may have then interfered with some of the transformation. But it's a—it's uh, still a really cool piece. And I think if you love the character, like it's worth pursuing. But yeah, it is the Nendroid issue uh, and uh, you know other similar toy lines where it's like you are going to get bombarded with um, head sculpts that throw back to the comic. And then that leads to the thing of for all the heads he has, I'm like, I wish he, I think I said it in the Twitter thread. I kind of wish he was 10 bucks more expensive to throw in smiling, like a smiling face and a storage rack. Cause as it is having seven heads with a flexible antenna on them, it's not going to break, but you can see in my photo, cause they were all just stored in a Ziploc bag that like, I got to get in there with some hot water and straighten out each and every single one and then figure out a place to put them. Right. Uh, it's, it's kind of like, once you clear 150 Canadian, just bump it up to fill out the the accessory count then. Like, we've already crossed the Rubicon of triple digits. Um, so, uh, yeah, I still like them, but it, it is definitely like, you can't tell someone, oh, you just got to get this. Like, it is pricey. Uh, but I'm also really happy the Transformation is good, because that aspect of a rung... Is completely phone inable, or just like you—you you could omit it, and a lot of people wouldn't care. Uh, but it makes this figure have something special. Like it, he feels just like a normal action figure in robot mode. So the whole secrecy of his alt mode sort of carries through in the hands-on experience. It's—it's it's really really neat. Um, anyway, bouncing off that, let's go. Uh, let's go over to TJ again. TJ, well, have you got any other Transformers stuff uh, that you've acquired of late? The last one I
2: can really talk about would be. Probably the biggest one I could talk about at the moment, which is the Kingdom Arc.
0: Oh, nice. welcome, welcome to the Arc Club.
2: I wasn't sure I was actually going to be after this because it's a it's a non character. I'm not attached to the Arc as a vehicle, but I had the chance to get one for 110. So, hey, yeah,
0: uh,
2: yeah, I'll take I I will take a shot on another Titan for 110. Um, yeah, I, I like him well enough. I think at full retail, I would have been disappointed. Mm. Just because I don't use them as play sets anymore, but it's nice that most of the other Titans could do that if in case I actually wanted to like, do photo shoots or something with some of my smaller figures. Um, photo shoots with those super tiny micro things they scaled to Unicron is not the most thrilling photography.
0: They also need to... I don't know how to put this any better. they got to commit on those cuz like they sprinkle them in here and there and they then it's like they're 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 kind of just like bundling all the rest of the ones they've made with that Galvatron and I'm kind of mm-hmm. like I'm kind of like if if these sort of just existed as, as a product on their own somehow like a collectible thing like I don't know it, it would feel better to me cuz as it is it just feels kind of like it just makes you it makes you feel bad if you don't have Unicron more than anything else.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, what am I going to do with this, like, microscopic Optimus Prime? Yeah, you put him in the one... It's also a
1: thing that, like, they they lose detail at a certain point. Like, it's, oh, it's because he's red and he's got pipes on his shoulders. So that's got to be Prime, right? Certainly Mm -hmm. that's not pipes. Yeah, Yeah, I
0: wish that that their scale had also been about 10% bigger, because in no way shape or form are they really to scale with Unicron outside of like him picking up Galvatron that one time.
2: Oh no. And I don't think
0: I don't think anyone would have noticed if that little Galvatron was a bit bigger, you know? It's not like someone would have gone like, "Hey, that's not that's not screen accurate." It's like it's still tiny, but the details would be more visible, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> it's a weird thing cuz that, that bridge is so cool. And it has all these spaces for characters to stand, and I'm like, "You never made them though, so <laughs> it's just Optimus on his own in that bridge." Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh,
2: I mean, I, I mean, the toy, the toy itself works fine. Like it's, mm-hmm. it, it like it, it's, it's interesting to have such a large transformer that just turns into a vehicle.
0: That's mm-hmm. probably oh, what, my favorite part of that thing.
2: Yeah, because it, it's an interesting experience. Because it feels like if this thing, like, okay, okay, mainframe aside, if this thing was boiled down to like a Voyager size and it still had the exact same transformation, I'd feel like it was exactly the size it was supposed to be. Mm. Like, I, I feel like I'm playing with one of those gigantic
0: knockoffs. Yeah, like, like, and and the size also means like like I've said this before. One of my favorite other things about ARK is that you're getting the Unicron experience of multiple different styles of joints for a weighty toy uh but without having to buy a unicron basically um because there's so many different types of joints in arc that are like that's one of the more interesting parts of him um like the wrists being one kind of ratchet the knees being another kind the hips being yet another kind of ratchet it's uh interesting to me for my tastes but um I, i also yeah i would love to see like uh a downsized version um and you could put that one, like, scale a downsized version to go with that Axelon uh, redeco of Sharkticon that came out ages ago. Oh, no. <laughs> right? Right? That'd be yeah, cool.
2: yeah. <laughs> we gotta figure out who the nemesis is and who the dark
0: side is. And... Yeah. Um, but, how, yeah, I was gonna ask you how you're feeling about the mainframe and that whole gimmick, because I, I wish I I like parts of it, but, boy, I wish that it felt like the toy wasn't... How do I put this? Like a little embarrassed about the gimmick? Like it's almost like it kinda hides it away.
2: Yeah, Uh, yeah. Yeah. I wish I could use that gimmick without having to like half transform the arc first.
0: Yeah. I I wish like he
2: formed like something like like if like if that bridge component just had a lid on it, and I just open the lid and there's the bridge Mm -hmm. of the arc and all the little minifigures that I could put in there. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Yeah, no, no, like I, I have to I have to dissect this thing first in order
0: to actually access the, the one little playset feature that it has. Well, in the, the whole way that the that mainframe mounts in there feels like it's meant to be something that completes the robot mode. And I, I went on about this, too. Like, I, I genuinely feel like if Ark had an electronic gimmick that had to do with putting mainframe in, I'd like the whole thing more because I'm just sort of left at a loss of like, well, I guess this goes in here. I don't really know why. Right. I don't, I don't know why any of this is happening. <laughs> uh, it's it's a shame because yeah, I think that the toy itself has a lot of really good parts. Like like, does your have you had much trouble like with mainframe or is yours generally solid? Um, it's a little looser than I'd like, hmm. but like
2: he he holds together fine. Uh, the teletran one mode work, works fine. Like it, he he forms sure an old a panel. Com- yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he he forms a great appliance. Gets, he gets lost in that whole thing, because I'm like, I should be kind of hyped that Mainframe has an alt mode in a toy now, but like, y'all painted him to look as much not like Mainframe as possible, so it's hard to remember he's in there. Mm-hmm. there there's also that wink,
2: wink, nod, nod, maybe we'll do Select's Mainframe as a repaint someday.
0: Yeah, and I'm like, please do? But like... <laughs> If you do, then, like, also do something with that bridge to make me excited about it. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, yeah. I actually wonder if they recolored it in the mainframe and I just stuck it in the arc, would I even notice?
0: Yeah, yeah, I I don't... I mean, there's bits and pieces um, that might be visible that could be odd, but some, some color detailing inside arc also might just do a, a service to it, like, you know, making it look like there's a, a lit core in there or something. Um. Like I, I am, I'm going to say I am excited to see that DNA Designs is doing an Arc add-on kit, and that it's just hands and some filler bits, because uh, they're they're basically doing the thing I want. The filler bits I could probably live with that because uh, they parts form. But um, Arc is like I like Arc a lot. It's just that like Arc is a real good sale toy, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, uh, which which isn't really what you want to say. Uh, and I I wish someone. I don't know who I would want to do this, but if there had been... Someone could come up with a really nice slick electronics box to just slot in there in place of the mainframe socket. uh, That could be fun, too. Like, just something to liven it up a bit. Because I I don't even want a base mode because I think that the transformation um, benefits from not having to accommodate some kind of base thing. But then they also stripped out any kind of play features, really. (laughs) Mhm uh, so it like went a little bit too far in 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 another direction,
2: yeah, yeah, like when I say, he just feels like like he feels like he could be a voyager, like that's ex- exactly what I mean, like, yeah. like I feel like I'm missing some kind of integration with the rest of the toy line that the rest of the Titans had, and it also
0: took me a little while to realize he doesn't even have a ramp connection, and he has a ramp, and I'm kind of like, I was never going to use it, I guess, but I really would have <laughs> liked to know it was
2: there. <laughs> I would like the I would like the ramp to not be spring loaded. Can I have that? Yeah, yeah. Because those those Or if it, things, or if it like... had
1: the ramp connection, then you could take a anything else that has a ramp and plug it in there in order to prevent it from
0: being a wobbly garbage mess. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, there there is. I mean, yeah. I was going to say, TJ, how does your arc ship mode tab together in the middle? Because that's sort of the, the He bummer. doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. I I will. Not defend it. The one thing I'll always say in regards to that is, like, that can put you off. That can absolutely put you off. At least the ship mode does hold stable, regardless of nothing tabbing in in the middle. Uh, like, uh, that, that makes me feel better about it, but also, especially if you've got, like, any kind of twitchiness about, like, tabs not seating right, ARC is gonna set you off super hard, um, cause you'll see tabs that should seat and they won't, uh... It's a shame, because yeah, there's a lot I like about Arc, but I would also say get them on sale. Don't don't do what I did and like pre-order one. <laughs> um, still, I'm glad that you're you know aside from mainframe being jiggly and the spring-loaded thing and the middle not tabbing together and the lack of play features, I'm happy that you've got a pretty decent one. Uh, what about the shoulder the 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 shoulder tab things? Oh that no, box? don't ask about those. No,
1: <laughs> go flying and you've got to find them in the next ten minutes, or they'll disappear into the
0: void. What, what if those are actually the best hidden spring-loaded missile feature that we've had in a while? You know, did you think about that part? That parts. It just, yeah, TJ, dro- how... it just has drop missiles that activate when he transforms. Yeah, how 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 do you like the two half-circle things that, like... <laughs> the Okay, the one part of the transformation that really bums me out are those two things that you're supposed to unlock before you transform him, and also they're designed to pop off when you pull them the way that you have to to unlock them. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've transformed
2: this thing once without at least one popping. It's really a shame. There's <laughs> it's a lot about the
0: toy I like. Uh, well, I'm going to I'm gonna go back uh, over to um, my other Mastermind Creations thing I picked up at TFCon, which you can see in the background of uh, that Rung photo I sent you guys. I also picked up Nemo and Motif, uh, the uh, very More um, the Meets the Eye Lost Light style Chrome Dome and Rewind. Uh, from uh, Mastermind Creations, which came out a while ago. Um, I just never picked them up because I was busy chasing, um, Assaultus, uh, the Ocular Max Bruticus. Uh, once again, I like the transformations on these a lot. The Chrome Dome transformation is so friggin' cool. Uh, because he turns into that really kind of odd, um, elongated front H dragster uh, from the comic books, um. The uh, I, I generally have positive things to say about the figures. They're fun to pose. I think they both have uh, pretty fun transformations. Um, Rewind is really sorely missing heels. Really sorely missing heels. And I'm not sure if a chunk that folds in is also supposed to fold out to be the heels because it folds in more so than it folds out. So I'm I'm, I'm kind of at a I'm, I'm I don't know. I wish that there had been like a defined locking heel on there. Um, but a Chrome dome, um, has a, a sort of odd thing where the wheels on, on his shoulders can be a bit loose in the way that they're supposed to swivel. And it seems like that was just a screw was not tightened the right way. So if you have a screwdriver, it is uh, not too hard to retighten those things, but I kind of wish they latched in, in robot mode position only because everything else has a really solid locking position in both modes. Um, but so yeah, it's it's a super fun uh, two-pack. Uh, the Chromedome is you know easily the standout to me. I love that character and I love that design and having just a good transforming version of it in physical is, is super fun. Um, the only bummer really for me is that they come with an accessory that is a shared hand sculpt for the two of them to be holding hands. And it's just in the Chromedome hand color. Uh, a corrected version with Rewind's hand painted white apparently was packed in with the Mastermind Creations version of Getaway, who I don't have. So I'm now sitting here, kind of going like, "Well, I didn't really want to pick up Getaway, but also it'd be fun to have the hand with the right color." And then I'm looking, and going like, "Well, I could also just paint Rewind's hand the right color, but it's into you know it's in a, it's in a holding hand sculpt." So I'm like, "That's just enough trouble that like I'd rather have one that was done for me." <laughs> uh. But uh, yeah, that was that was my other main uh, pickup at uh, TFCon, um, other than one other pair of things. I, I'm, but, gonna, uh, I'm gonna I'm
2: gonna I'm gonna guess you can get someone to to do that as on commission for less than it costs to actually get getaway.
0: Yeah, but then so here's how my stupid brain works: is that when I start thinking about that, I'm like, well, if I'm gonna pay someone to paint it, I've already been painting stuff a whole lot, then I really should just do it myself. And I could technically spend a few hours like cutting masking tape to to even mask it, so I just have to spray it white. Uh, and then I'm like, you know, I also really like Calidus, and Getaway is basically a re a remold of Calidus, They're Rodimus, So I-, I like that toy. I wouldn't mind owning Getaway. It's a it's a you know it's a long brain journey. I also don't even know if their Getaway uh, Exodus, I believe he's called. I don't know if he's still really readily available either, <laughs> like outside of a couple of shops. So you know, I'll, I'll figure it out. It's not been a huge problem. I, I actually like Chrome Dome. The the like this Chromedome and Rewind are so fun to mess around with as two separate figures. I have I haven't really been missing doing the handhold thing that much. Uh, and when I do it, like I don't really notice the shared color all that much. So you know, I'll, I'll figure it out. But uh, let's let's uh, pop back over to uh, Aaron. Have you got anything else Transformers wise uh, that you wanted to talk about? Negative. And uh, TJ, you said that you were pretty much uh, expended? Yeah, that's me. All right, I'll throw in one more thing from TFCon. I got Iron Factory, Scourge, and Cyclonus to go with the Galvatron I got. Uh, In short, Scourge comes with shoulder pads, heads, and weapons to be like one of four different Scourge or sweeps. I'm still not sure if I want to buy three more of them, but it is very tempting. The problem is if I buy three more of them to have all four versions... Then I'll also have nine extra sets of heads and shoulders. And something about that is making me tweak out a little bit. And I'm like, could you just sell me a headless, shoulderless, like, scourge body, please? Uh, So I'm not sure yet if I want to do that. But uh, as a standalone figure, I I do enjoy that scourge. I think the transformation's pretty decent uh, to turn into a kind of spiky-looking, edgy-looking spaceboat. Cyclonus is from their samurai line, but he's also very much their Cyclonus. And he's very, very more than meets the eye-ish. Uh, I like that figure a lot, even though he is a little bit jiggly and a little bit busy as far as moving parts and the big armor skirt he has. But, like, the transformation idea is really neat, and the shape of the alt mode looks like a bladed butterfly made of knives, and I kind of dig it. So, uh, considering that they were also, like, about 50 bucks each, um, I, I feel pretty confident saying that they were solid pickups. And they also then were starting to make me get a little bummed out that Rung costs cost a bit more than three scourges. And I'm like, if I didn't get Rung, I could have easily spent the money on three more scourges. And then I was thinking too much about that, those mathematics. And I decided I like Rung. So whatever. Who's going to who's gonna critique me on my purchase ideas? The internet. And they, what, they're what? not the police. They can't do anything to stop me. Uh, that about covers our uh, acquisitions inquisitions for this episode. So I'm going to roll this into a pair of listener questions here. Um this first one comes in from TF's on vacation, who says, Hey Evangelists and the TFW at WTF crew. I'm a former youngin' that joined the Transformer scene with the O7 movie. As such, G1 toys have never been a thing in my life. In recent years I've purchased a select few G1s, like uh, Optimus, Bumblebee, and Predaking, my first, and I've been wanting to expand my collection with three to four more G1 figures. So my question is what G1 figures are quintessential? What molds and characters are must haves in any collection? Uh, alternatively in the year of our Lord 2021, which figures should one avoid for fragility uh, or other issues? All the best. Thank you for making my two hour commute worthwhile C- click. Can I just get out of the way? The part where we say, don't get G1 Mirage because he breaks in half. Uh, don't get, don't get G1 Metroplex because he breaks in half. Um, don't get Monstructor because he's made of gold plastic and, uh, self deteriorating rubbers. Yeah. Anything gold uh,
1: plastic <laughs> right out. There's
0: a whole lot. Um... Uh, there's a whole lot up front. Uh, don't get Black Zarak. I don't think you were, yeah, but also don't get Black Zerak. <laughs> yeah, don't again, drop $1,500 that, $1, on the gold plastic that. rule. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the, those ones, I, I, I mean, that might have been all of our answers. It's just that I feel like those go beyond answers of what you should avoid and are more like, these are the rules for collecting yeah. G1. Uh, once,
1: once you're to the point of you have everything else, then maybe start looking at, at the gold plastic things because you understand.
0: Um, hey, uh, this is this is a relevant tangent. Um, I'm visiting my mom, and downstairs, 07 Comet Preview Starscream is sitting mm. there on a shelf in comet mode. and i It's like a loaded there. gun. Yep. I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, what if I f- turn on a camera and try to transform? <laughs> it's, it's a loaded
1: gun. That hammer yep. is back. I, mean, I mean, And if you're not it... sure if there's actually one in the
2: chamber or not. If, but you if, know if, it has a hair trigger. Mm, yeah you remember that scene where those are flying into the Earth's atmosphere and stuff's just flying off of them left
0: and right That's gonna be accurate oh, man also I have four out of six of Monstructor, and the robots are all still in the shells and i I laid my finger on each of the shells and it came back sticky yeah. uh good old g one toys am I right <laughs> uh Anyway, uh, so go to, let's go on the positive side of this first. Um, must have quintessential G1 molds that are not Optimus, Bumblebee, or Predaking. Um, like we all Sound got wave. our faves. Sound, yeah, yeah, Soundwave came to mind
1: first. Sa- Soundwave or Blaster. Um, I think just the the tape interaction thing. Um, yeah. The dude inside
0: the dude's pretty cool. Um, I think Soundwave is a bit more fun myself. Mm-hmm. Um, Blaster... It's not that Blaster's big, it's just that I think Soundwave is a bit more of a snappy uh, thing to interact with. There have been, I think, just one or two more reissues of him, so there's there's yeah. more recent copies you can pick up. The most recent Blaster, yeah. I think, was from ten years ago. No, um, they did one at Walmart. Did they? Like, yeah, oh, a year just back. Rec- just recently, yeah. Man, Blaster playing catch-up, holy moly. Yeah. Um, I get, yeah, that would be to your taste, I guess.
2: I would say Soundwave definitely feels more solid since he didn't have mm. an FM radio gutted from him. But yeah, also, 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 his cassettes are also more current. Blaster's reissue didn't
0: get anything like that. Oh, okay. Well, that sucks. <laughs> that's a shame. Uh, yeah, I, I just think Soundwave is a bit more of a... Um, like. There, there's a lot of toys that will make you think of Soundwave. There's a, there's a, like, a lot of modern Soundwaves call back to G1 Soundwave as far as like some decisions made with our limbs go and whatnot. Like there's, it, and it's also um, just a fun toy, you know, for, for generation one bouncing off that. I'd also say Perceptor is just a fun toy from G1. Who's mm-hmm. uh, got three really cool modes, a neat transformation and like Soundwave uh, has sort of Optimus prime levels of articulation so that you, you can also kind of mess around with them a bit, um, you know, for, for an older piece. And Perceptor has had reissues this century. Uh, I can't remember when the last one was, but um, there there was also like a black version. So there's a Magnificus version, I believe. Uh, and I don't think any of them have had fragility issues, nor has G1 Perceptor really had major fragility issues other than cracked clear parts. Uh, if you weren't careful with the chest. Um so that's another one that comes immediately to mind i i'm also kind of assuming this question's coming from a place of like g one but before we head into nineteen eighty seven onwards like i'm assuming this is more eighty four to eighty six yeah um 'cause i'd
1: potentially also say um i'm trying to think of other other ups um the one of the the brother the uh triplets that year um prowl blue streak oh uh datsun um, yeah the datsuns
0: mm-hmm. uh, uh what's uh s- smoke screen yeah yeah the the datsuns are like i'd say only get one like don't don't yeah. go nuts on them and i i will say with the datsuns like be a little bit i don't think the datsuns uh reissues seem to crack as much as the old ones um cuz by then people kind of knew what they were doing with them but mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like Mirage um uh, where Mirage I don't think ever had a reissue. Um so with Mirages you're stuck with old ones that that may have very fragile wastes. Uh with with the DatSons there are plenty of like reissues uh, on on both major continents. Um so you can probably get a hold of a decent one and that is another very quintessential like this is there's a lot of transformers now that are in the Datsun then. Um which is kind of weird because, like, Sunstreaker was technically the first of the car robots, but the Datsuns really are the quintessential one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. um oh, I, I would my head swimming.
2: I I would I would throw in Astrotrain.
0: Yes, hundred percent. I agree. Yes. Yeah, Plenty of reissues, and also a really good transformation. Yeah, and plenty plenty of color
2: variety going on, because you've got toy accurate, yeah. cartoon accurate, and real-world accurate. And if you don't care about cartoon accuracy, the real-world one, it's a really neat visual trick to see a black uh,
0: locomotive go to a white space shuttle. 100%, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I would say, of all the Triple Changer Decepticons, like, that is the one that really holds up well. Um, even though the robot mode's a bit funny-looking, Blitzwing is fun, but with Blitzwing it's you're going to have to deal with the weirdness of the tank turret never going away and yeah. mm-hmm. if you get if, if I don't know how the reissue is held up now, but if you get an old Blitzwing, that tank turret not only doesn't go away, but it goes wiggity 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 rattle 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 and like make sure you always it makes sure that you always know it's there in every mode in a way that's really distracting. Um Astrotrain, I don't think ever like the worst thing on an Astrotrain is that the wings could be a bit limp, but that still means all the modes work because limp wings will fall like they, they fall in a direction that interferes a little bit if you pick up the train mode. In in shuttle mode, they still lay flat, right? Like they can't fall past that point. Um so yeah, Astro Train, absolutely. Um, oh, I have I know I had at least one more in mind. Uh oh, Skylinks! Sky old Skylinks is a really fun toy if you want to go for something big to go with your predaking. Uh, mm-hmm. that's a weird one too. It is weird, but like if you don't I guess I should say Skylinks Skylinks does fall into a bit of a weird place if you do the split into two beasts thing because one of them is a lot better than the other. Uh, but combined Skylinks uh plus the the alt mode plus the walking gimmick if you get one where everything's working uh is a really fun uh example of like a bigger event toy from G1. And I think it's a lot more fun to play with than Omega Supreme. Omega Supreme from G1 uh, is not all that fun to transform, for the most part. It's kind of, you're just taking a toy apart.
1: Really. And he's a non-Takara Tomy Hasbro transformer as well. Mm-hmm. And it was well, him oh, and Omega Supreme were from the same company or something like that? Because they both had the walking gimmick?
2: I can't remember Skylink's origins off the top of my head. Yeah, it was a
0: different toy company. I don't think it was Oh god, now I can't remember. I don't think it was the same as Omega Supremes, but they just they did both happen to have a walking gimmick. Uh TFwiki
1: was... says they were. Oh really? Okay, yes. Both from a okay. company called Toy Box because it was like that So, you know, that that's the the fun of it where Omega Supreme, Skylinks, uh Shockwave um uh, there were a couple other things that were just. Was it the deluxe Insecticons?
0: Oh, yes, yes. Were just, yeah. like yeah. Deluxe Insecticons. Deluxe? Were yeah. Just firing from anywhere. They're,
1: uh, yeah. Jetfire and Whirl uh, as well uh, were just like they were pulling them from wherever they could pull them because we want vehicle. We want things that turn into other things because this toy line's doing a whole lot better than we expected it to do. Uh, crap. Well, oh, that we do? reminds
0: me. Um, G1 Shockwave is actually also a really fun toy. Uh, and G1 Galvatron is kind of a distant sibling to that toy as far as the play experience. They are both pretty fun. And I mm-hmm. think at least at least Galvatron, I know, back in the early aughts had a whole bunch of reissues. I think Shockwave had a reissue during the commemorative series no. in Japan, didn't it? No.
2: No. Shock- really? Shockwave is, Shockwave is was not owned by
0: Takara. They don't have the mold. Why do I have a memory of a purple shockwave getting probably I'm probably mixing that up with the Masterpiece. Yeah. If you can get a hold of a shockwave or a shackwave, uh, it is a very fun toy, though, as is Galvatron. Galvatron looks weird, but is fun to play with. And that's that's kind of the main thing. Um, Oh, you know what? You know what? Uh, Hot Rod. Hot Rod's also a good Transformer. Um, the Stickers will get busted up, but, you know, you'll live with it. Um, But uh, Hot Rod's also pretty good. And, uh, yeah, I I guess we could, there's still quite a tunnel one can fall down. The one last one I'll throw in is if you do go for Soundwave, you can't really go wrong with any of the Soundwave cassettes. Um, they're all very solid, playable little packages. Mm -hmm. And, uh, most of the rare ones have been reissued to some degree now. Um, to the point where I think now the rarest ones are what, like Slugfest and Overkill, maybe? Like, just thinking Unique Molds. Because the Dino cassettes got all that love a couple years ago, and there's like plenty of copies of them starting to float around now. But really, any of them, any of them will will be solid, I think. Um, as for ones one should avoid, other than all those things that we laid out, uh, I would say like um, Trailbreaker and Ho- I like some of these toys. I'm going to say right up front, but Trailbreaker and Hoist, kind of a weird toy if you can't get them complete um sunstreaker i like but he's a very weird toy um he's not really what you'll think of as a transformer what if you mess with sunstreaker he's a lot more of a piloted mecha toy as far as the play pattern ratchet and ironhide are the obvious ones uh-huh. that if you don't like how weird they are i don't think you'll really dig them that much uh trying to think of something that that might be a little bit like unexpected though i know i've had unexpected disappointments with old toys now and then uh the seekers actually that's another one (laughs) i'd say like uh those ones have piles of parts you have to keep track of for an experience that like is neat for one but like don't go nuts trying to get lots of them
1: yeah yeah the seekers are very odd because for as big as they are and as like for what they do they have all of shoulder articulation and their hands are separate parts, like their whole like lower arms are separate parts that you have to, that don't have a place to go. They just kind of clip on these little tabs and whoa, if one of those little tabs breaks or you lose your left fist, Mm -hmm. then you're off looking for parts.
2: Yeah. Uh, on, On a somewhat similar note, if you go in for any headmaster, do not touch the arms. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, any uh, any headmaster's little arms are going to snap if you try to actually lift them up. So just unfold,
0: unfold the legs and let them stand there. Yeah. Um, and this is sort of a tangent, too, but if you see power masters uh, that just look neat and you're getting a good deal because maybe they're missing the power master, you don't need the power master. You can just push the button down. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't, don't worry too much about that. I'm trying to think of other fragile ones classically that we might have missed. Uh, really, a lot. Like there, there is a, a sort of wide level of fragility in that there are like a, the earlier you go, the more that the toys were built on series of metal pins through plastic holes that sometimes were quite intricate and thin. Uh, like I remember for years, like I had a jazz where um, like just his head felt his head and roof panel. And upper body, and then the rest of him were yeah. three pieces because one metal rod had come loose. Yeah, that's um,
1: a problem for Jazz. There are a few kind of busted ones on the wall over there that just yeah. just didn't make it
0: well. Yeah, and uh, I think that we covered the major gold plastic ones to worry about, Um I'm with, looking through uh, with,
1: the first couple of years of other things. I'm having a hard time seeing anything else that's really like Megatron isn't nearly as neat as you'd think he is after the second time you've touched him.
0: You got to get mm-hmm. one from Japan who has the bullet shooting action because that yeah. is twice as novel. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah I
2: get the yeah. That's the uh, 16th anniversary release.
0: Yeah. Um. I, I was also going to say, if you do delve into Pretenders, they are very fun. Um. I think Pretenders are very underrated. Uh, just be careful of the soft plastic bits. The belts on some of the the big Autobot ones and the helmets on some of the big Decepticon ones can be a little bit multi, like they can get a little bit sticky over time if they've been exposed to the elements for too long. Um, But actually, the smaller Pretenders are very solid Transformers toys. Uh, Aside from the one who's got gold plastic in him, and I forgot which one he is, the Mega and Ultra Pretenders are also pretty darn fun if you're into the way that they look. Yeah, except
2: um, except the ultra pretenders were both 50 percent gold plastic.
0: Oh, both of them were. <clears throat> yep. Oh, because <laughs> I, because I, I, I
2: remember getting Skyhammer and getting it like very carefully transforming it once and then tr- immediately trading it away. Like, Sadness. Get, get away from <laughs> me now.
0: Oh man. Um, well, that aside, I guess. Uh. Yeah, I, ho- I hope that answered your question. I feel like we did kind of like hit a whole lot of uh, the stuff we wanted to, to get through there. Um, I'll go to our other listener question. Uh, for this one which comes from Rennie Dragon who says hello Lord Vangelist and the icons my favorite characters in various TF fictions have always been the misfits uh, not the band but the, the characters particular favorites from G1 are Blue Streak PTSD Sideswipe Dirty Fighter Sunstreaker Narcissistic and Trax Vain also G1 Skids because poor boy has needed the attention he's finally getting IDW Skids is fantastic as are all the Lost Light members because they're all misfits the question is based on just their personalities draw from whatever fiction you want which screwheads do you think would be unlikely? likely friends. Since I want your answers, I won't offer mine, but I think the thread is a great place for answers. You can take screw heads to mean whatever you like. Um, I feel like we... Like, this is the one that's almost easier for me to do when someone hasn't asked me, because it's where my mental process goes a lot of the time. Uh, but now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> the first place Shout I go is Blaze Blazemaster's my favorite quote-unquote screwhead, because he's a Micromaster Pyromaniac Autobot who's tremendously cruel, but I'm not sure who I match him with. Uh, TJ, I heard you were saying something there.
2: Uh, Yeah, just like I'm trying to throw similar characters into my head a little bit. Uh, I'm not sure what, uh, what actually counts as misfit here. Um, just, cause, I guess, cause, uh... cause, 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 cause uh, let's, let's be fair. The examples are stated as, are pretty like central characters.
0: Like, yeah. So we'll just roll with that. Um...
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, RID 15 strong arm. But I, I, I really hope is one of those, fi- those characters that like escapes the original fiction, mm-hmm. uh, I kind of want to see her and IDW one Magnus together. To see what yeah. a hard time they give everybody over sticking to every rule ever.
0: Yeah, that would that would be uh, that'd be a good pairing. That that I mean, she feels like she's rife to appear in in like a legacy format, like the the stuff that they're doing upcoming. Yeah, uh, and like so like that plus, uh, you know, like some kind of. Um, how do you put it? Evergreen Magnus feels like a, a pairing that is, that is, you know, made to happen. I could see that completely. Um, I'm just pulling a name here. Uh, but I was going to say Blazemaster and Drench, I think, would be mine. Because you got got Blazemaster, a tiny helicopter who wants to burn everyone alive, and you got Drench, whose name is Drench, and has a water gun, and is like, Dog, calm down. <laughs> Dog, <"Dawg>, calm down. Dog, calm down spraying everyone with water like you gotta stop what's going on buddy like I like the idea that they would be friends outside of work but then like when they're at work it's like <laughs> this tiny helicopter trying to trying to uh, s- literally sadistically maim people with fire and then his buddy outside of work is just running around going like well my name's Drench like I'm the one who's got to do this uh, so I, I think those are the ones I'd go for um And I'm saying Drench, who, uh, you know, I was looking up, I was trying to remember the name, so I looked up the Aqua Speeders. Uh, I understand that could also be Deluge. Um, but, uh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of Drench. Drench is all, well, you know, Drench is also a Decepticon Drench. It'd be funny if, like, Drench, Drench, and Blazemaster all became friends in a post war scenario. Um, I like the idea of post war Blazemaster trying to figure out how to, like, not be a criminal while still satisfying his need to burn people alive. Um, that's kind of. I think that's kind of where I'm at. Um, Aaron, uh, have you got any ideas popping in mind? Not really. Um, have you considered? Uh, <laughs> uh, drench Red drench and and... inferno. <laughs> <laughs> what about? No,
1: I, I was just sitting there trying to go through some other things, like the IDW version of Pyro, where it's the whatever the primus sapio or whatever, where there he's like. Oh, yeah. He turned himself he's... into Prime was the first one that came to mind of like one with a screw or two loose, um, but then trying to think of anything that went along with it while also. Oh,
0: hang on. I got to look up the name. What is the red version of Masterpiece Skids called? His name just flew out of my head. Yeah. No. Uh, Reboost. Reboost. Pyro and Reboost. Yeah. Because they both look like they're suffering from the. Either that or Reboost doesn't understand why Pyro thinks he's Optimus Prime. But Pyro is like you've got to be, you've got to be the second coming. Like yeah. something with Reboost and Pyro, I think could be fun. Well, the two, uh, each of them denies it, but thinks the other one is
1: is it or um, yeah. Oh, what is it? If you've ever read any of the uh, Discworld stuff again, they're like the guy that's the the uh, dictator of ankh Pork. Uh, there, a bunch of people think that they're him in one aspect or another, so there's, like, basically a whole sanitarium of people that are trying to emulate veterinary, and, and like, all the staff just kind of plays along with it. Like, oh, yeah, you're the real one. We're happy you're here <laughs> to relax and look at all these other posers. Just some some setting where there's, like, 15 of these very prime-looking guys um, and and yeah. all of them either think they are Optimus Prime or are denying it whilst also maybe thinking that you know the one to their left might might actually be
0: well ever since Optimus Prime was a spy changer the one time right like who who yeah. knows who knows it could yeah. be him he was a shoe once <laughs> um i hope that answered the the question to some degree i agree with uh rainy dragon this feels like very much a thread question too, uh, and yeah, I mean, my my, my answers are always going to be based out of like you know who, who's a complete monster and who who could be their friend, I guess. But uh, I'm trying to think, I don't know, maybe um, Kiss players, Legion, and Sunder. Now you're just cheating. You, from, as soon as you say <laughs> Kiss players, <laughs> I just wanted to see friends with for, funny looking faces being for friends. the weird crap bingo wheel. <laughs> Uh, Shouts out to Chris McFeely doing that Kiss Players YouTube episode and apparently having it flagged for mature content by the (laughs) YouTube system. Uh,
1: For once, that algorithm actually is doing the right
0: thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, uh, those are our listener questions for uh, this episode. So we're going to just roll over to a little bit, uh, just a short, like, what else we got this week, a bit of off-topic stuff. It is uh, end of 2021 when we're recording this, so... Um, you know, taking stock, uh, as we're here, um, Aaron, what's, uh, what's been up off topic for you? Um, I'm trying to think of anything.
1: I got a bunch of little gifts. Like I got some, some new Vessi shoes and they're actually pretty, they're like a whole lot better than I'd think that something that was just constantly hawked on every YouTube channel as a as a sales thing um should be uh oh the 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 neat thing that I'll have for my off topic was I got some of the uh Apple AirPod Pros. Oh. And their active noise cancellation is just dark magic. <laughs> and and the um location-based audio as well. So I I'd gotten them uh, as a Christmas gift from Alfie because uh, my 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 previous AirPods were just starting to, like, show their age. They weren't because I, I, I basically used them as my hands free headset for the last two years um, while working from home. And they were <clears throat> now having a hard time making it through like an hour and a half long call. I'd have to, like, subtly swap them out really quick. Or anything like that. And so it was like, hey, I mean, they've gotten a couple years of good, hard use, you know, out of them. And I've appreciated the audio. And she was like, well, these are the newer, better ones, right? I'm like, yeah, they are. But I was just thinking about getting the cheap thing. Oh, it's Christmas. I'll, you know, get that for you. Okay. So, you know, it's the, the soft ear tips. So it actually, like, makes a seal on the ear. And so, like, that does a good job of just dropping out other noise. But I realized that, like, when I f- first put them in, was like it like walks you through some of the stuff, and like it has a exterior sound mode where it, it seals it off well enough that it'll like basically be audio repeater. Mm-hmm. So like you could sit there and just like rub your shirt and hear just like the as your fingers are going across your shirt that you don't actually ever hear because you don't have bionic ears. Most people don't have bionic ears, at least. <laughs> Uh, and so then it was like, I did the thing to turn on the active noise cancellation and then realized that it was really quiet. Wow. That's really good. And I realized that like, oh, I've got the desk heater on and I can't hear that whatsoever. Okay. That's neat. And so then I was sitting there, I was just like, listening to a podcast or something. And then Romo like came and like opened the, the office door. Cause there's nothing that really holds it shut, but a tiny bit of friction like, he wanted attention, so I turned my head to look at him, and the podcast that I was listening to went from, like, audio that was central and, like, maybe just kind of a little felt like it was a little bit in front of me instead of, like, headphones where the sound is just coming, like, from inside of my head. Mm. You know, it, it seemed like the the podcast audio was ahead of me a little bit, and I wasn't really thinking that way with it until I turned my head to look at him, and then all of it was coming from, like, one ear.
0: That's super that's super neat but my immediate question is also like so what why would yeah. we do this Yeah <laughs> no I I I I at first I was
1: confused because it was like the the audio moved and okay are they doing something weird and so I turned back to look at my phone and it went centered again and then I turned again and it went away and I'm like okay this is this is intentionally happening it's not like one ear dropped out or they're doing something here so I turned back and then I like Went the other way with it, and it went the other way. I was like, "Okay, like, is this fixed?" And so then I picked up my phone and I moved it, and then it moved because it can do the triangulation between the phone and the two earphones, and it knows how about how wide a head is, so it can like figure yeah. out where it is in space due to signal time flight, dark magics or whatever. And so I was like, "Okay, this is neat, and I need to turn off that option immediately."
0: Yeah, yeah, because I <laughs> I could see applications for it and it mm-hmm. is really cool but mm-hmm. also i i think i would get really irritated by it after about a minute yeah <laughs> it w- it was definitely a neat like
1: you know concept like some some signal engineer was sitting there talking with some audio engineer just shooting the breeze at the apple hyperloop weird campus thing if this was probably designed pre-pandemic so they could probably exist in the same meat space and was talking about like oh neat thing like oh yeah you know it'd be a trivial thing to really figure out how far away or what angle the phone's at from the head because you know the head's always you know the space between the ears is always about like this and we can do interesting stuff with signal stuff and then the audio guy's like yeah we could do interesting things and then suddenly it was like whiteboard 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 where's the whiteboard start writing things down and they took it to some boss and you're like I mean, it's like, what, 15 lines of code? Screw it. Put it in there. Whatever. We'll sell it as a feature.
0: I can think of one practical application, which is that you, for some reason, have to put your phone down somewhere, not on your person, but can still listen to it. This way, you won't misplace it. I, it's, but that's I, real I, niche.
1: I, <laughs> I, I, if you're that deep into the system, I think that there's a way... <laughs> I don't think you can do the find my the other way from the headphones back to the phone, but like yeah. my my watch, I can I can I can push a button on my watch and make my phone make noise. And if you're dumb enough to have bought you know one of these things, you're probably going to start getting into the system and and be able to go from there. Well you or, know, there's, or there's, or have pockets.
0: There's ARG scenarios where that could be kind of neat. Yeah. I could see there's potential like, like, for entertainment. There, there's things,
1: there's but... definitely potential in there, and it's de- it's one of those things like, do you remember 3D Touch on your iPhone? Yeah, yeah. That how Do you know that you don't have 3D Touch on your iPhone anymore? Nope. Because nobody <laughs> used it? Nobody knew how to use it? And the few yeah. people that did know how to use it and code for it in certain programs, nobody ever made a great case of why 3D Touch? And so it just yeah. kind of went away and this is something that i don't see it necessarily going away but i don't see it being something that anybody's ever going to like see this being the aha moment for a thing to do because it (laughs) requires that you have an you know an expensive feature phone and an expensive headphones and i'm also
0: just realizing this is not just a phone thing this is an also you have those airpods Mm -hmm. thing like why would you build an arg around that specific scenario Right. Uh, still, yeah, it's, that is neat though. That, that's that's kind of a cool I- idea, at least.
1: Yeah. Um, it's
0: it's it's a neat technology application
1: that has like I, it has no reason to exist other than, <laughs> like like I said, like four engineers sitting around a lunch table for a couple of days figured out how to do it
0: and just went okay. Yeah. You know, like good on them. Good on them. <laughs> uh i've actually i just realized i have something that could be very i don't i, I don't know how much you guys li, ha, like old lego but i have an interesting thing i can talk about in a sec um but uh Aaron, if that's your off topic i'll bump over to uh tj what about you how, how are things going uh off topically uh, on your end so despite it being after christmas i don't have a whole lot of off topic just because
2: well uh, thank you amazon for screwing up almost every single order uh You're
0: welcome! Oh, our Amazon was just in here. Weird. Weird.
2: Yeah, so Christmas is on delay, essentially. Yeah. But, Eh. uh, for what I have that I can talk about, because it's stuff that's out of the box and does not need to be assembled, um, uh, I added to my Beast Box collection with Reaper the Mantis. Ooh, nice. Ooh. Who's exceptionally nice, um, strangely enough, uh, little legs on this thing thinner than anything on a on a vintage beast wars toy but still manages to hold the insect up with a no problem.
0: That I I would just chalk that up to my general experience with beast box's well-made stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That sounds on par.
2: Yeah. Uh not too complicated to get into cube mode. Uh I could do this one without instructions. Um mm-hmm. I do like a lot of the little solutions that it has for tucking away parts. He's got the little like wobbly antennas that uh, aren't going to break on you. And yeah, he's just delightful. Like wait, like waist and neck articulation gives you a lot of range and like subtle posability. Like, uh, the, uh, the, the, like the abdomen can raise up and down. Mm. -hmm. Uh, like he's got like lots of little, like lots of little wing panels you can manipulate, uh, lots of range in the legs. Like he's, a He's got a lot of like subtlety to the way you can pose him that makes him just really really fun. Like if you want like if if you want that like the Japanese zen style mantis that just kind of chills out in his little cage, you can do that. If you want the one that's about to murder its mate, you can do that too.
0: <laughs> it's it's a weird thing to think about, like mantis posability. Like we've hit we hit that with beast transformers all the time when you get to a beast mode that tries to do articulation and it's like this works differently than bipedal human. Yeah, uh,
2: it's an interesting creature to have articulation because it is an insect, but two of its legs are not actually legs; they are they function more like arms. So mm-hmm. it's got to have actual arm articulation on top of being essentially a quadruped.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, man. Also, this is a bit of a tangent, but just in general, every time I hear about Beast Box, boy, I want to just go get right back into Beast Box. <laughs> I wish yeah, I had I, a I, bit I, of money just for Beast yeah, Box. Yeah,
1: I'm in, tr- in, in my cleanup, I, I came across my couple things of Beast Box, and I was like, I want to buy all of these, but I also kind of
2: <laughs> don't that's want the thing, all it's like, of these. I, I'm trying to very carefully cherry-pick them, because that's a rabbit hole I could very easily fall into. I've always had this, like... I I think it was Soundwave's tapes that just ingrained this thing in me. That, like I'm fascinated by things that can transf all transform into the same thing but look completely different when they are not that thing.
0: And Beast Box is like probably the greatest realization of that idea um in, in like toys. Uh mm-hmm. it's everything the Candroids were, it's everything that the disc mm-hmm. animals were from mm-hmm. uh from yep. the pair of Common Rider series. But yep. like it's playable in the in the non shape mode the way that those ones never really were as much. uh, Yeah, it's... One of these days. Like, I saw some Beast Box stuff at TFCon. Thankfully, it was all the licensed stuff, which is, like, the ones I was able to talk myself out of altogether. Nothing wrong with them, but, like, in order to to, to kind of scratch a few off the list prematurely, I was like, I'm going to avoid the licensed ones. Um, I did for a second think one of them was one of the combining ones, like the two cubes that combine together things, and I'm... I'm really after those, I think. So, uh, that almost became a problem, but, uh, I was able to avoid it. Um, and, uh, yeah, <laughs> talking about beast box always gets me going. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, I, shall, shall I go to my off topic thing? That's very Lego related. Cause it's, it's some Lego history stuff. Sure. Uh, which I don't usually get to talk about. Uh, Cherry Bomb Toys, uh, local to the BC uh, Victoria area, mm-hmm. are some very cool folks. And one thing they they took on back in 2019 is I brought them a whole ton of my old Lego sets, and right. I said which I said which ones I wanted to keep and. Uh, and that, like, I'll, I'll, you know, we'll, I'll, I'll trade the rest of them in if they can, you know, sort basically what's there and what isn't and et cetera. And one of the things they told me was, like, I had a Blacktron set in there and they said it was missing some bits, but they could hold on to it and uh, try to piece it back together and let me know when it when they have been able to. And then, you know, a pandemic happened and I kind of forgot about a lot of this. Um, but I got a message from them a a couple months ago that they pieced it together, and so since I'm visiting my mom, I I swung by to also say hello uh, to the fine folks at Cherry Bomb, see the National Toy Museum again. Hello, give me my bricks, you sons of bitches. Which has shifted up a bit, but they also passed me this complete set, uh, the Blacktron Alienator. Um, Yes! When I was a kid, I didn't comprehend how this thing worked. Yes! So...
1: They I have, as- I have that in in pieces somewhere. Yes.
0: They had it assembled for me and this is and I haven't thought about the alienator in so long. I put the legs on and I was like, "Why are the legs fused together?" And then I saw the thing it does. And holy crap. I un- I can completely see how I, I like, that gimmick I didn't know about because when I was a kid, the idea of six interlinked spinning pieces didn't like, that didn't even register with my tiny, tiny child brain. Yeah. So, when I saw this as an adult, I sat there making this thing walk around on the on the, the dining room table for, like, 20 minutes while I was having breakfast yes. this morning. Like, this thing is so friggin' cool. G- track down this build. Get the pieces off Bricklink. They don't have to color match. Build this. Yeah. It is so friggin' cool.
1: Yes, and that is, that is Blacktron 1 before they even had a logo. They were just space guys in black yeah and they were they were the enemies because everything else in space up to that point had been just the the unicolored spaceman in different in like red bright blue, and white, white yes. yeah
0: yeah and you know also also the cockpit can peg off to be a little flying ejection ship the the back canopy can open uh, with a couple tools in there there's a bunch of alternate builds on the back of the box that I'd like to try someday um, yeah, that was that back when the, when, when the alternate builds were just, like, they slapped some stuff together. There's no instructions for it. You figured it out your, yourself. Yeah. But uh, that said, like, like holy crap. The, the I Just the imagination that it would take to even come up with... And I can't even describe this in words, how this works. Because it's not like it walks, but it also is. It's just like... There are two sets of there are two sets of legs, and they're able uh-huh. to to move in unison on six spinning two by twos. Uh-huh. And even in the photo, it's not really obvious how that works. Like, to find there must be videos of this. So please go find a video of this if you've never seen it. Like, it's it is so freaking cool. Um, so I, I figured I figured at least Aaron. I figured you'd, you you seem like the sort who. would flip out about uh, a 1988 space set.
1: (laughs) Yep. I I remember that set so very
0: well. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, it was also really cool to see the toy museum again. Um, they had a Nintendo exhibit. I got a Twitter thread up with some photos I took. Um, I will say also, now that I've kind of said a few times that I, I went to visit my mom, uh, this, this was a trip that was very carefully considered and then reconsidered many times. And, uh, Nothing is, be, like, is being done as safely as possible with as little contact with anyone else as possible uh, beforehand as well. Um, and uh, so far, so good. Uh, a blizzard landed the day after I got here. And I'm um, frankly really thankful I was here to make sure my mom's okay, given that in uh, in Victoria, when there's half a foot of snow, that can shut the entire city down. Um, because this town is not built to be ready for any kind of snow. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, but yeah, there, there was obviously not to get into too much a topic that is, uh, probably considered politics and thus not discussable on TFW. Uh, this, there was a lot of worry I had before uh, heading over here, but, um, so far so good. And, uh, we're not doing the usual thing of, um, you know, things that would expose you to tons of people. Um, this is a big old house full of memories, uh, that I can dig through. And one of those memories happens to be some Lego stuff. Uh, also just briefly, I'll say off topic. Uh, I got some fun board game things from my fam, um, just via in the mail, uh, and, you know, hung out and then opened it up on the 24th as we do. Uh, mm-hmm. for those who know board game names, um, I got a copy of sleeping gods, a very big cooperative and solo storytelling game. Um, When I got over here, it turns out as a a thing, my brother had sent something over to here. Um, So I also got Kepler uh, 3042, which is a Euro-ass Euro game set in space uh, where you're collecting resources uh, and not interacting heavily with your opponents. But I kind of like those games too. Um, And I just picked up a a super discounted sealed copy of uh, Adrenaline, a first-person shooter board game for three to five players, uh, it was marked down to under 20 bucks, and a solo mode was put out for it at the start of the pandemic by the developer. So I figured, for under 20 bucks, why not have a go at it? And then I discovered it has five miniatures inside. So I basically won. So go me. Um, and this is more on topic, but I should say, because I, I don't think I... I, I think that uh, I have more to report now. Uh, I got a review copy of the Transformers Deck Builder game, uh, and it is very good, uh, in my opinion. Uh, I, I do have some critiques on it, but I think that the base meat of the game is really solid um i think the core box is lacking um it should have it has six bosses should have had nine and it does not have enough tokens to keep track of the potentially very crunchy decision making you can make with uh two different kinds of resources um that are all bound to the cards you're playing uh but it it is also in being that crunchy it, there's a lot more game to it than I was perhaps expecting, much like with the TCG back in the day. Yeah, so, uh, I
1: I also have that. Um, I haven't played it yet. I I opened it up, was going to do it on one of our 12-hour game days, and then realized that there was quite a bit that I wanted to learn, and I didn't want to say, okay, now hold on while I get this next step figured out a ton.
0: Yeah. Um, And, and bringing down the pace of everybody else. Solo mode is very good for learning the game, because... Uh, I would say that probably the most fun version of the game would be the competitive if you have friends who are up for that, because mm-hmm. the competitive version of the of Transformers Deck Builder is a co-op game where you're all really catty, so you're all working together, but you're trying to work together better than everyone else, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and take the most credit for what you're collectively doing. And there's something really funny about that to me that I think is quite fun, but... uh the The normal co-op and solo are, are kind of the same thing. They have a different... They actually have a lose condition rather than a win condition and are probably, I, I would say, a, the easiest way to teach the game to yourself because you don't have to think too much about the assist mechanic, especially in solo. Um, although solo has some cards that by design you actually can't do anything about and they just make the game harder, but I don't mind that for a solo variant because you want solo to be difficult. Um you don't want Solo to be something you can breeze through if you can avoid it, because then you just get tired of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so much room for expansion in this game, and my understanding is that expansion room, there is a lot of fill being made to fill out that room for expansion. Uh, and boy, is that exciting. Like, the stuff that in the core box that's there that the core box doesn't even really use, that a future box probably will, uh, is something that I, I kind of like to see free. Granted, for an IP that I really like. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. If
0: this was, like, something else, I probably would be less excited. But I like Transformers, so there you go. And um, I I was able to get a hold of the promo pack while visiting here. You son of a bitch. I went to a comic shop, and they had a copy of the deck builder, and I was like, that's cute. Wait, why is there a hump on its back? I don't know how but a West Coast Canadian comic shop had a copy of the game with the promo pack for basically retail price, so I bought it. So I have—I don't know what I'm going to do yet with my second copy of the game, <laughs> but I wanted the promo pack. Uh, for those who don't know, there's a whole thing about the promo pack um, for Americans who are ordering it. You know, officially, which is that there was a ransomware attack on the warehouse doing distribution uh, that screwed everything up. A lot of people didn't get their promo packs. Some people instead got shipping cases of promo packs. Renegade Studios uh, have been doing a ton of legwork to get those promo pack cases shipped back to them and to get promo packs out to those who are owed. So the, as far as I know, th- that process is in the midst of happening now and some people have been getting their replacements, if I understand right. Um. So, uh, Aaron, I forgot what position you're in with that. If you're waiting for a replacement, uh... I'm I'm
1: waiting for a replacement. Okay, yeah. They... Um, I I I had to go find my my last email on this from eight days ago, saying that distributor will be shipping it, but you don't get tracking. So keep an eye on your mail for the next few weeks.
0: Yeah. Uh, Which... ransomware yeah (laughs) ransomware what i'll what i will say about jazz who i did look at who's the character you get in that promo pack he has an energon ability that lets you flip over like four cards in the matrix and i'm not sure if that's like on a certain level of potentially being broken but i I also in, in saying that realize you could flip over like a boss and three adversaries or like you know a scheme or something so that could that could be really swingy in both ways but uh it is a good game um from what i've seen so far it I mean, it's a good game if you're into a crunchy deck builder game, and it is less a good game for how you are not given enough to keep track of how crunchy it is out of the box. But I don't mind sorting out my own solutions for that stuff, so it's, it's not a big issue for me. Um, and yeah, that's our off-topic stuff, which brings us to our last topic, which usually I skip the downer topics in in this podcast, but... Uh, in this specific case, I really felt like we do have to address that this happened, uh, which is, uh, and I will um, borderline, I guess as a content warning here that this is a real downer and a bummer if you hadn't heard. So like, uh, if you had heard, then you, and you probably have, then you know, what we're going to talk about, but like, if you're in a position where something really sad can ruin your day, then perhaps tune out. Uh, cause this is really sad. Um, so Derek J Wyatt, uh, who's the, um, among other many things, the, anim- the, the the direct the visual director, designer for Transformers Animated very unexpectedly passed away this month. Uh, we found out uh, thanks to uh, Josh Perez who passed on word from Derek's sister. and uh, it really sucks. Um, and demo- but demonstrably Derek uh, left quite an impact behind. Uh, and I, I like to think uh, that like, I didn't know him well enough to know if this is his outlook, but I like to think generally people would prefer to be celebrated than mourned. So uh, I wanted to share just a couple thoughts on the impact he left, which specifically the impact I want to think about is the fact that I think the 2008 era, like the the just post-07 movie era of Transformers and fans and everything, Derek has a huge hand in what that was in a lot of really positive ways, um, be it animated itself, be it the way he interacted with a lot of folks very selfishly, be it the fact that he straight up was like, talking to us on this podcast
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, was a guest on this podcast several times mm-hmm. uh, was really happy to just hang out and be a fan with other fans at shows where he was a guest. Um, he, he had very strong opinions on what he loved. He was happy to have like a big old like nerdy discussion about that stuff. Uh, and uh, I really f- expected to see like a, a victory lap from him on some kind of Transformers project. Um, so, uh, you know, this, this really shook me a lot, but Derek
1: was always a guy whenever he was at a convention, even if he was there as a guest, he never felt like he was somebody that was there as a VIP. Yeah. He, you'd, you'd see him like eight times going through the dealer hall and he'd be looking at stuff and invariably there'd be four or five, like super fanny people along with him. And he always seemed like he was happy to just be like, a fan in with everybody else. And it just happened to be that he worked on animated.
0: Yeah. He, he was, uh, he was not inaccessible um, by any means of attitude. He was inaccessible by means of physical space is the way (laughs) I would put it. Uh, Which is that, yeah, he, he would often just be in a big, a a big ass crowd of people that he was having a, a fine time just talking to. Uh, mm-hmm. And he would just wade in to wherever he wanted to go and and just enjoy things. I remember one third party panel at a TFCon, he just kind of like uh piled in, sat down next to where I was because we hadn't caught up yet that year. And uh, he was just like, what's up? Let's check this thing out. And I'm like, all right, sweet. Uh, I'm very bad at like maintaining like a what I, what you could call a long term connection to people a lot. So when it comes to folks who are like guests, I generally assume that like, Oh, they don't want to, I'll say hi and I'll, I'll get out of their way. But like Derek was one of those types who very much like would not really allow you to get out of their way. Um, so, uh, it's been like, you know, last time I saw him in person was at, uh, at TFCon in, I think 2019 in LA, I think, uh, it's been such a while now. And, uh, even though it was like a short conversation, but like, it was still really good to catch up. And, uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it really sucks, um, and uh, on you know on the bright side, there's a lot of really good uh, memories being brought up, and a lot of really good qualities that I'm hoping you know everyone can can carry forward. The the other thing, I'm not gonna drag this out because this is a sad topic to drag out, but like I really want to mention that Derek was also really good at readily giving legit feedback to fan artists, not just two D artists, but of any. Uh, artistic walk uh, Eric, Derek was really in my impression was he was really ready to and, and happy to just give very fair and and critical critique uh, on and, and but in a way that uplifted all the positives and made you feel legit uh, in your in your art form and there are a couple Twitter threads I've seen that more or less confirmed that he was like that and doubly so on a professional level uh, I never thought about it but it seems like there were a lot of folks who owe their current industry status to being brought in under under his wing on a project of some sort. It sounds like he... I didn't know this, but it sounds like he personally invited... Invite's a weird word, but he basically was opening the door for a lot of fan artists to come into his industry. Uh, It sounds like with uh, Ben 10 Omniverse, that definitely happened. Um, Some other project before then, I think it might have been like a... It might have been like a DC project, but there were a lot of folks who said that like they'd known him as a fan like they uh, knew him as themselves a fan artist and in some cases even thought he was joking when he was like hey there's like work on a project coming up if you're interested um and there, there are plenty more stories like that but like that's definitely something to carry forward uh that's a quality I I really appreciate um and that I definitely want to carry forward but like just just to not safeguard your own knowledge and to readily open the door for more people and share your knowledge and share your position as much as possible uh is really commendable uh among among many other things uh also you drew me one time and that was really cool uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh i was just i was just looking at turn, i i forgot about this my mom was always super super hype about that like no no matter how like kind of you know legit slash obnoxious i was getting about that my mom was like that 10 times over uh And it turns out she had gotten some print-ups done of that thing at, like, a larger scale. And she had a framed one in my old bedroom I saw a couple days ago. Uh, And that was a bit of a moment. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, um, there's going to probably be a lot of talk about this on social media and stuff uh, going forward. Uh, I'm I'm not going to, like, I don't want to have, like, full-on memorialization in podcast form. I feel kind of weird about that. But I'm probably going to record something, put it up on YouTube, non-monetized, get some more thoughts out. But uh, yeah, we definitely miss Derek already. Uh, And I, I, you know, wish that this is not how things went. And I wish that we got another chance to talk to him and wish we got another chance to go like, holy crap, they got Derek on for another project. Uh, It's a shame it's not animated season four. Damn, they still aren't letting him do that. Oh, crap. (laughs) Uh, anyway, uh, with that said, anything else you guys want to say, or shall we just close this one up for now?
1: I think it may be time to go.
0: All right. Well, thank you guys for joining me. Thank you all for listening. This has, you know, not to, to bounce off of already a heavy topic. This has been a bit of a rough year, uh, for me at least, but that has trickled over to the state of the podcast. Big thanks to, uh, our own army of bees, uh, who we personally know and can send to sting people to death, uh, for helping pick up some of the slack on this and, uh, going into 2022. Uh, I'm not saying everything's going to be perfectly fine, but, uh, hopefully, uh, things line up better brain wise and we just keep on going forward. It will never stop until I decide it stops, uh, but nothing's going to decide that for me. If that makes any sense, uh, nor will Aaron or TJ decide that. Like, I, I, I know I'm sounding like they have agency in this, but like, they will be forced to continue podcasting for the. Yeah, yeah, we're helpless. Uh, please send, please send help. Uh you can't, you can't help them. It's futile. Don't send help. There's nothing you can do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll talk to you later. Um, I, I hope that uh, the fresh year uh, brings something positive to you, uh, and uh, you know, we'll talk. Stay safe, stay alive for me, please, and have a good one. What the f's going on down there?